Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. If you haven't gotten the K-Cups yet, well, I don't know what you're waiting on. I talked to some folks over there. They they are selling like hotcakes, which is really no surprise because people have been asking for those for a long, long time. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com or drop by any Strange Brew location and pick up the first edition collector's item. I mean, it's not like you're going to collect it. You are going to drink it. But still, it's uh, Strange Brew K-Cups. This holiday season, if you're looking for things that are maroon and white, the best place to go is College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flow by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com for the biggest and best selection in central Mississippi of maroon and white merchandise. Whatever you're looking for for the Bulldogs this Christmas, it's covered at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant and Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots. Did you see today's thing? They were doing some brunch. They had like a big Mexican omelet. Ooh. Yeah. Like a bit of big. Wasn't no, no, wasn't no wimpy omelet. He covered in... No sissy omelet. No, no, no. So they got it all. They've just got everything you're looking for from a Mexican restaurant, but they've got so much more than that. It's not just the... It's just not the normal stuff. they got a very unique menu. I keep telling you about it. If you haven't experienced it yet, well, you're just missing out. Next time you're in Starville, make sure you've got to stop at Humble Taco on your list. Holiday parties. We just had one, and one of the best ways to celebrate is with a party platter from our friends over at Firehouse Subs. Just swing by one of the locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood or Madison, and place your order there. And, of course, if you're looking just to grab a quick lunch, it couldn't be any easier with Firehouse Subs with their app. Download it today for free. You get a lot of great reward points. You can accumulate those quickly, so you're eating for free pretty soon, and it's in, out, and done when you're picking up your lunch. Nobody has time to wait, and nobody has time for bad food. You got great food and no wait when you use the Firehouse Subs app. Got a lot to talk about here on a uh, on a first of the week podcast. We will talk recruiting a little later. No commitments as of, as of this recording, but that could change. It appears like MSU had a pretty good weekend. We'll talk basketball, uh, and we may have to take, sort of change the direction of where we've been talking about uh, on basketball. But we will start with football, and of course, it, it wouldn't be a Mike Leach press conference without something grabbing a headline. And uh, he, he decided to tackle the very controversial topic, depending on who you ask of players opting out from bowl games. Basically, his comments were that he felt that it was selfish, that he felt like you know you, have a, you, you make a commitment to a season, you see the season out, and he, he, did, he basically said he didn't have any time in the day for people who did that. Now, I find that interesting because I fully expect State to have two opt-outs. I expect Martin Emerson and Charles Cross to not play in this game. They have not said anything as of, that, as of today regarding that, but I expect it to happen, especially Cross, a potential first, I, I shouldn't say potential, a likely first rounder. 
So, Robbie, you know, we know Leach, old school kind of coach, old school kind of guy. So these these comments aren't very surprising uh, to hear from him. Did you think the reaction to them was surprising? Uh, not really. I mean, you see it from you see that argument from both sides every single year when somebody opts out. I'm not shocked in the least that he has that opinion. My only problem with with coaches taking that stance is if you're going to do that, you need to apply it to your peers as well. Because Dave we've Nichols seen just opted out, sort of. Yeah, Dave Nichols not here. You know, Dan Mullen left. Every coach leaves now when they and. I don't have a problem with that personally because now you have to get on the job and to get a, a recruiting class, especially with the early signing period. You got to get your recruiting class uh, put together and things like that. Someone pointed out that Mike Leach left early from Oklahoma when he became the head coach at Texas Tech, and I don't think anybody should have a problem with that. Right? If he's doing that uh, from a business perspective, that's what these players are doing. This is a business decision that they're making. Um, you know, one of the Counterpoints I've heard is, well, why didn't they sit out, you know, other parts of the season? Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, they've kind of put a, a full season of tape together. It, you know, it, it, you, you played an entire regular season. There's not really a whole lot that either one of these guys have to prove. But that, and I and another thing that I mentioned was who who sits out during the regular season. Joey Bosa, I think, did it. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't seen. But he that was a battling lot. an injury as well, I think. Yeah, you but know, I just nobody that, that's healthy is not playing regular season. Yeah, games. unless I mean, can we stop acting like a bowl game is the same as a regular season? A lot of these bowl games, they just don't mean a whole lot. And I we, mean, we, some bowl games mean more than others. People right. are comparing Matt Corral. Well, that's the Sugar Bowl. Yes, Sugar Bowl and the Liberty Bowl are not the same things. And you I, can't I, be upset about Charles Cross sitting out this game. When last week you were talking about, oh, I'm not going to go to the Liberty Bowl. That's exactly what I was about to say. If you think that the Liberty Bowl is is beneath you, yeah, then maybe Charles Cross thinks that as well. I mean, Mississippi State sells its full allotment plus of tickets, then you know you're on to something. I mean, it's obvious that this game doesn't mean a whole lot to a lot of people in this fan base, right? So I, I just don't understand. I mean. I'm one of those people that I really, really respect the guys that stick it out. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, and Jonathan Abram played in the bowl game, mm-hmm. and all three of those guys were first-round picks. I respect those guys to the fullest. I have no, I, you know, I cannot judge Charles Cross based on skipping this ball game when he's got millions of dollars on the line. And I completely agree with other people, too, that he could get hurt at any point. He could get yeah. hurt training like Jeffrey Simmons did. I just think this takes away more. It's of, about minimizing risk, right? So I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with them sitting out this this game. I just don't. I, when they have millions of dollars on the line, mm-hmm. if they feel that it's in their best interest mm-hmm. to protect themselves, Absolutely. they are the only people that matter here. You're right. And the 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 regular season argument really annoys me. Like, who who would do that? Like, oh, well, he was Nobody already going to be a first round ra- first round pick before the Egg Bowl. Should he have sat out of that? Nobody does that. Because regular season games matter. The Egg Bowl mattered to Mississippi State. Yeah. It mattered in terms of, you know, and you could sit there and say, well, what if both teams were two and nine? Okay. The game still matters. There's a trophy being played for. There's The Egg Bowl matters. These games, the regular season games matter. This game is an exhibition game. The bowl game is a reward for yeah. the regular season. Yeah. You did your job. He, 
Charles Cross has paid his dues. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to. Which, He's about to bring... We keep saying all this. He still hasn't said he wasn't playing. Yeah, but... I, I don't I mean, think he is, but... It's, he's not going to play. Yeah. And Martin Emerson isn't either. Um, but I just... I just have a hard time getting upset at exactly. players when they're making a decision for themselves. In this life... They, don't, they don't owe anything, I don't yeah. feel like, to that point You have to, to do the what's fans. best for yourself. In, right. all, in all aspects of life, you have to be selfish like And that. the argument that people are going to have back to that is, well, you know, we're the people that, that put him put him in this position. No. Well, no, he's worked for years to get a scholarship to play in the SEC, and he has he has made himself who he is. It's not that, you know, the fans did not put him in this position. So if he if either one of these guys feel like they need to sit out this ball game and protect themselves. I can't be upset about that. I can't be upset about someone else right. making a decision for themselves. And I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to call them quitters or cowards right. or anything like that either. I yeah. mean, it's just that being said, I understand Leach's perspective too. He'd like to win the game, and it would be a lot easier with Charles Cross out there on the field with Martin Emerson out there on the field. Right. I just. I, I just think that we're it's kind of a double standard. I I don't think it's fair to just we a lot of times we talk about entitlement of players, mm-hmm. we talk about the transfer portal and stuff like that. And then you have coaches that are slipping out the back door to go in well, the middle of the season to talk to to other schools. They're leaving before their bowl game. I mean, it happens every single year. All the transfer portal is is linkedin.com. All right? If you are a professional, if you have a job, and somebody, if you're, you're you're tired of your job, you don't like your job, you can just leave at any time, and nobody gets mad at you for that. Nobody's like, well, you should work out the rest of the year. No, you just, I'm ready to quit. I'm going to move on to this other job. And I have an inkling that Mike Leach would do the same thing. It, it just bothers me so much that we treat college athletes, we put them on this pedestal of they have to act. A certain Far way. different than the average person has to act. If I got tired of my job, I would just quit. Yeah, and go find another job. And, I mean, and, and how many why people is that different than? I don't like being at this school anymore. I want to go. It's not. It's not any different. But we—that's what we've made college athletes out to be. But at this point, they are employees. We have now made college athletes employees. Mm-hmm. So they're going to act like employees. Um, and that's what I mean. That's a that's a byproduct yeah. of what college sports has become. I think it was Andy Staples. Somebody tweeted him like, "Why don't they put it in the scholarship that you have to play a certain number of games?" And and he was like, "Well, when they finally admit that they're employees, that sounds like a great starting point for collective bargaining." Yes. You know, then they what, have unions. Then you yeah. They, when the college athletes eventually unionize, which they will eventually. Yep. Then they already like, started to try to do that last year. Something like that will be put on the docket of okay to to, to receive. But the thing is, like, what are you going to do? Like the, a Charles Cross, if you, are you going to really tell him, "Hey, you didn't fulfill your contract with us, so now you owe us for this semester's tuition"? A, he'll easily be able to pay it because he's going to be a millionaire. And B, good luck getting him to ever say Mississippi State when he's introduced on Monday Night Football. Exactly. And good luck being able to use him as a as a recruiting tool. And you know, like the and going back to the thing, like, well, he owes it to Mississippi State and all that stuff. He's about to be a millionaire mm-hmm. in the NFL mm-hmm. and give you 
tons of publicity. More. A lot more. I mean, you're going to now be able to say you have a first-round draft pick playing in left tackle that was developed and played at Mississippi State. He's fulfilled his duties. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to let this tarnish his no, legacy here. We, no. we, too many times we have people that, that really just take things the wrong way and they take it personally out on Cameron Dantzler for sitting out the bowl game, Willie Gay for, for leaving early and not playing that much. I mean, these guys are still representing your university on a weekly basis in the NFL. They are constantly giving back in some form or fashion. If, for anything, just playing in the NFL. They've done their job. They've, they've fulfilled what they needed to, to have done in their time at Mississippi State. And especially Charles Cross, who you know came here and did his job on a weekly basis with two different coaching staffs. You never heard the guy complain. He was never you know a drama queen or anything like that. He just did his job and performed for Mississippi State every Saturday, and I don't think you can get upset at him for that. You know, I mean, I just feel like, you know, a lot of times people just take this stuff too personally. And it's just, to me, it's not as serious um, as people make it out to be. I that, think That's the other thing, too, is, yeah, people get so upset about these things. It's like, the game is going to get played regardless. And yeah. in, in all honesty, yeah, I, I, you know, if you're a State fan, yeah, you'd like to win the game, but... Nick Jones or whoever getting out there and getting reps is valuable. Yes. Because somebody was going to have to replace Charles. Even if Charles Cross played, this was it. Yeah. So why not go ahead and get the head start? So And, I mean, at defensive back, like, don't you want more reps for DeCamerion Richardson? Yes. Yes. I mean, because next year he's going to likely be your starter unless Mississippi State can get a transfer portal or something. Right. Uh, we'll talk so, about in just a moment. I mean, I, I feel like Mississippi State benefits from this in the long term because – you got guys that are getting significant reps in a game that you know means something to a certain extent. Yeah, uh, this can get you to eight wins, and 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 also I understand that people are upset about that. I I do get it that you want your guys to finish the fight and things like that, but I'm just kind of a guy of the opinion of it's it's their life. Let them do what they think is best for them. Exactly. You know, who are we to tell them they're wrong? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, to me, it is no different than telling an accountant, a a uh, business owner, whatever, how they want to run their business. All right, Charles Cross's life is his business. So, but at the same time, like I said earlier, I I, I get where Mike Leach is coming from because you want to win and you want your too. best guy. I, I can fully understand. So it, it it is a tough and tricky situation, but. It's what Mississippi State's probably going to be facing uh, very soon. Let's go over to recruiting, and we'll, we'll wrap up with basketball. Again, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We're going to not put the cart before the horse. But you know that this recruiting thing changes. It feels changes, like this was a good weekend for Mississippi State. It, it feels like this stuff changes, like the Mississippi weather. But, but that being said, I do. I, I, I want to address something. The way, and it's not, I sh- you can't say Mississippi State fans, right? Because it's just message board fans. The average Mississippi State fan follows recruiting to the, the extent of on signing day, they pick up a paper or they go online and they go, okay, that's the new the new guys. What are they ranked? How we right. used to do back in the day. Yeah. Remember, we would yeah, just get the paper and get there's the paper. A sign you're like, class. okay, those guys are Bulldogs now. Yep. You know, some guy you never heard of, I bet he's great. You know, some guy you didn't heard of went to Ole Miss, ah, he's probably terrible. So, that said, Everything that seems like it was a pretty good weekend, right? And yet you still have people complaining. And then the, the worst part of it to me was this. So as, as you all know, there were two 
quote, secret visitors on campus. One of them was the Alabama transfer Marcus Banks. We just mentioned that state would definitely be in the market for a, a cornerback, and that would be a, a big fill for them if they were able to get him. The other one is a current Ole Miss commit who flipped from Mississippi State earlier in the season, Jacarius Clayton. And the amount of like poo-pooing and downplaying of that and of the player, Clayton himself, on the message boards was incredible to me. Can you imagine the meltdown that would have happened if Don Terry Russell had gone to Ole Miss this weekend? Oh, I know. If a state commitment had gone to Ole Miss this weekend, state fans would have lost their minds. But an Ole Miss commit shows up on campus unannounced after months of not giving you any indication he was anything but locked in with Ole Miss. And it's just a lot of, well, would we take him? I mean, do we really want him? This isn't that big a deal. Not that big a deal. When's the last time this happened? It doesn't happen. I cannot tell you the last time a committed Ole Miss player, I mean, made a visit? Sure. Made an unannounced visit? A secret visit? No, never. Last week he claimed that he was 100% locked in. Locked in, and now he's in Mississippi State. Is he going to flip? I have no idea. No I doubt it, but the fact that you got him to campus is... Is good, and yet our state fans are just like, well, I don't know, it's not that big a deal to me. Like, well, I think they saw a secret visitor and they're thinking Jaheim Otis, uh, somebody like that, and that that wasn't the purpose of keeping him quiet. The yeah. purpose was to be able to, to make to sure that he gets to campus because Ole Miss would have shut that down. Yes, if he, he, you know, they would have been like they would have they would have shut it down. That being said, state, oh, the message board, the state's message board would have been on fire had it been. Don Terry Russell or, or you know somebody even at the bottom of the class. Or like sort of the similar kind of guy. Like if Marquez Dortch had visited Ole Miss this weekend. Yeah. I mean like, oh, it's over. They worked us again, blah, blah, blah. So that's what your boy uh your boy HTH had to say. They're working us. Nobody ever nobody ever really talks about some of the battles that Mississippi right. State wins with against Ole Miss right. that Ole Miss kind of gives in on. Yeah. Uh they of just which act there like, are a few this this year. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of my like pet peeve with that is just like give state credit when they deserve credit right. on that, and it's not you know they're not getting slapped around every single week by Ole Miss, right? So for state this weekend, it appears that a lot of positive news is coming out now. Obviously, signing day is coming up. We're into the dead period now. We all know how the dead period has gone in the past sometimes, but right now things are trending good for Percy Lewis. They're trending good for Stone Blanton, Trevion Williams, uh, Marcus Banks, apparently, his visit went very well. Tyrese Chambers visited this weekend, a big-time graduate or big-time transfer out of Florida International who caught over 1,000 yards worth of balls last year. And State, I mean, I don't think State... On 45 catches. Yeah, State wasn't looking for a receiver, but if there was a game-changer out there, and that's what this guy is. I mean, they he caught, uh, let's see... I'm trying to think. Makai Polk had he has not gone over. He's not over a thousand yet. And he caught he caught twice as many balls yeah. almost as this guy is a big play receiver. Yeah, and it, uh, your, uh, Paul Jones has put in a crystal ball to bring him to Mississippi State. So we'll see how that that pan. I think Steve did as well. Steve Robertson. He's one of those guys like you didn't need a wide receiver, but, but yeah, if that guy's available, you yeah, bring him in exactly. Um, all in all, for Mississippi State, like I said, the the momentum continues to trend towards a very positive signing day. Now, it has to happen, and Wednesday will be what it is. But 
right now it looks like Mississippi State's going to sign eight to ten guys on signing day, and that class is going to jump into the top twenty when that happens. And that will be a maybe twenty two from what I've checked. You don't think? Well, the Kamari Rogers has kind of dropped it a little him, bit. Yeah. So Kamari Rogers is sort of the swing guy at this point, right? Yeah. It feel here's what I here's what I would he'll probably say. take you from like twenty two to nineteen. I would say with Rogers is this: it is concerning that he went to Miami this weekend, but at the same time, his dad is a coach, and Kamari is a kid who seems to have handled the recruiting process very very well. And he, I think he wanted to give Mario Cristobal a face to face talk and a chance to talk. I, I don't I don't know for certain. I wouldn't say for certain that if he had gone back if Diaz was still the coach and he had just gone back down there on an unofficial, then I would be like, okay, he's going to Miami. Yeah. But he because he wanted to meet with Cristobal, I I can understand that. So I'm not writing him off for Mississippi State. I would say Miami probably has the is a favorite. But in the in the last three days, you know, crazy things, crazier things have happened than that kid deciding I, I do want to go to Mississippi State. If he if he is, you know, coming to Mississippi State, he's doing a good job of kind of deflecting. Yeah, and maybe he, maybe he wants to do that. Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with. He, he could just he could just be like, you know what? All right, I'm flipping the state on signing day. So you when know, you look I don't at, know. at at targets, when you look at guys who are not committed to Mississippi State, and Stone Blanton's announcing on Monday, by the way. Oh, that's moved up. Okay, yeah. I thought it was going to be on. Uh... He's he's he put on Instagram today that he's announcing. I think like eleven fifteen or so. Something. We expect that to be for Mississippi State. I'd be I'd be really shocked if it isn't. All right, we expect Trevion Williams to be for Mississippi State. We expect Percy Lewis at this point to be for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, we expect Trent Ramsey to be for Mississippi State. Um, we have I, I'm not gonna play the song, but we, Jackson LaHue has committed to Mississippi State. Um, Looking through the, the list of targets here. DeCarlos Nicholson. DeCarlos Nicholson. That's another big one for Mississippi State. You said that they needed, if they weren't going to get Rodgers, they had to have him. Had to have him. It appears that that, is, that has happened. And we'll see on him, and I just don't I, I don't know what. Christmas to, Day, right? Yeah. I mean, it just <laughs> feels like Darius Perkins. So that's a, that's a massive wait and see for me. Yeah. So right now he's still committed to Kentucky. He didn't take a visit to Ole Miss, but we've seen before that that doesn't matter. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, T. Shepard did that to Mississippi State, so right. that's still a, a big wait and see for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, out of all the guys, that guy is the one where I'm saying, wait, I'm not counting any chickens when until I, the when I drives. see Hell State football tweet the graphic. That's when you'll buy it. Exactly. Uh, expect- now, Percy Percy is kind of like that for me, too, but there's too much smoke yeah, it feels, around feel him. Good about him. The Ole Miss people are sort of conceding yeah. him as well. Uh, Avery Sledge, expect him to flip from Tulane and be a Bulldog. Calvin Deacons, do you expect him to sign on Wednesday and be a Bulldog? That's a big one. That's a big one. You need mm-hmm. him on board. Mm-hmm. You Hopefully, Mississippi State locked him down this week because that's going to be a tough one to get if you don't get him early signing period. He's going to be one of those that he's already got an offer from Florida. If somebody convinces him to wait it out, mm-hmm. I could see Bama coming in. I could see LSU. He's going to jump about seven, eight points in the rankings. I mean, He's you, like an 84, 85 right now. You've got to give him a bump because if Baylor wants you, if Florida wants you, Mississippi State, you, you've got to reevaluate him. He's not that kind of player. He's not 84. Mm-hmm. He's at, at worst he's a he's a high three star. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that this weekend was huge for Mississippi State to get that last visit. Hopefully you can lock him down and convince him to sign on Wednesday because if not, that's going to be heartburn city. Yeah. And then there's a few more guys here and there. It feels like State's got a couple more targets as well for February. I know the Longmire kid for who uh, visited Purdue said he's going to end up waiting till February. He's interested in playing at Mississippi State. Uh, I forget the kid's name who was committed to Oregon, the defensive back who decommitted this weekend. He's on State's radar. Uh, it doesn't look like State's going to go after a running back now because A.J. Allen looks like he's sticking with TCU. And yeah, then, you don't really need a running back. You don't. And, and at, the end of, at the end of the day, Dakota Jordan could play running back for you. If, yeah. If you, but you have four scholarship running backs next. Five when you count Jernigan. And the, and two of them are redshirt freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, two of them have three. Marks and, and Johnson have three more years of eligibility. Right. So, it's yeah, it's not an issue. And you've already got a running back committed for next year as well for 2023. Yeah. So... As it stands on Sunday, should be a good signing day for Mississippi State. We'll see. But we, but in Mississippi, you go from seventy-five go, degrees to thirty. Go light a candle at your at your church, say a prayer, and we'll see where that takes us. Long way to go, and it's just Monday. Yeah, gonna be fun. All right, let's move on. I into remember basketball. when MJ Daniels was one hundred percent locked in in Mississippi State last year. Him and uh, Malik Neighbors tweeting out there. They were they graphics. Were closed. They were closed. Oh my gosh! I, you notice that none of those have come out this year. No, I think Mike Leach was like, ah, let's, let's not do that anymore. Let's not this year. All right, let's move on in to the the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. This holiday season, put beef on the Christmas Day table. A whole beef tenderloin or a whole prime rib. That is a holiday meal your family will never forget. Head over to msbeef.org for some great recipes and a lot of great information about our beef providers here in Mississippi. They are 15,000 strong, and they put nearly a half billion dollars worth of money into our state's economy. Mississippi Beef Council is a big part of that. Remember this holiday season. If you're looking for a great holiday meal, go with beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Ribs. I had ribs for Christmas. That's that's where you should go. I don't know. Nice. I don't know how that would work, but Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's hey, it's not just ribs there. It's not just barbecue there. It is smoked Southern soul food, and it's some of the best stuff around here in Starkville. It is the anchor of the Cotton District. One of my favorite places to go, not just here in Starkville, but across my travels in the SEC. I always come back to Two Brothers as one of the best places. When somebody comes into town, they're like, "Where should we eat?" If I don't say Two Brothers, then I'm not. I don't know what I'm thinking. I always tell them to head over to Two Brothers, and that's what I'm telling you right now too. Next time you're in Starville, grab a table, grab a drink, and grab some great food when you're at Two Brothers Barbecue in the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems makes it really simple for you guys out there, all business owners. Just do this: call them, call them, and put 46 years of experience to work for you. Call them and find out how they've been helping Mississippi businesses just like yours since the 70s. That's a long time ago. You know how I know that? That's when I was born. Ooh. Ooh. But bad for me, good for Advantage Business Systems. When you're looking for the top products in in technology these days, if you're looking for the top names in copiers and printers, computers, software, whatever it is, they've got it. And then if you're looking for a real customer service, not a 1-800 number and a promise to probably be there in a week or two, talking about same-day solutions, Advantage Business Systems is that. Call them today and find out what they can do for you. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Is it time to start changing the narrative on Mississippi State basketball, Robbie? Is it time to start saying 
start talking about, you know, instead of, hey, this team's got a lot of potential and could be tournament bound, is it time to start thinking, well, they're going to have a new coach next year? Um, We're close. I, you know, I still think it's too early. Okay. But, man, that was brutal. So, State. Colorado State. But, I, I mean, I told you that that was a very important game. You know, these games are not really like killing Mississippi State. No, their, their net is still good. But it's just they're not helping. Right. This, well, they're this not getting any help. quality wins. You don't have any quality non-conference wins right now. Is there anybody, you know, in that in the like, And they're not going one? to get one. There's no, none left. I mean, not non-conference. I don't, I don't think Furman or Georgia State or Winthrop really get the job done. So State led Colorado State for 30 of the 40 minutes in the game, led by as many as 11, led by nine with five minutes to go, but found a way to lose. Uh, 66-63 in a game where Tolu Smith did not play due to an injury to his other foot. Javian Davis came in and played well and gave State good minutes, though. But Iverson Molinar, it's tough to win. when. So your two best players, in my opinion, are Molinar and Smith. Smith doesn't play, and Molinar goes 2 of 16 from the floor. State had three shots to tie the game with 10 seconds to go. Missed all three of them. It was just a really bad day, shooting-wise. And it's sort of interesting, and this is sort of the, one of the signs of a bad team, right? So State talks about, or Howland talks about defense all throughout the week, right? We're so bad defensively, we've got to work on defense. And they come out and have a really good defensive game. That was a team averaging 85 points a game. They held them to 66. But they worked so much on defense that they let the shooting slip, and they shoot 34 35% for the game, and it's just not enough to get the job done for Mississippi State. That's what I'm talking about. They're, they're, they find ways to lose sometimes. And a lot of people were saying, you know, well, the defense couldn't have been that good if they went on a 17-2 run. Well, that's because the offense isn't doing anything. This is the same people who are blaming the defense for the Egg Bowl. Yeah, we're not going to blame the defense no. for this. They held them almost 20 points below their it's average. It's sort of funny. It's the same players in this instance, but no. The de- defensively, you played great, well enough to win. Yeah. But you didn't make enough shots. If somebody told me that, hey, Colorado State's going to have 66 points in State this game, won. I would pick Mississippi State. Yeah, I agree. State's offense is brutal. It's just, and it's been like this since Ben Howland's been here. It's just, it's not fun. It's not consistent. It takes a lot to, uh, to score points. It's just not a fun offense. And um, it's, it's hurting them. It really is. It's hurting this team. I feel like they're at their best when they're out and running and they're getting when they're running mm-hmm. fast. This team is is athletic enough that they can they can put up some points, mm-hmm. but this offense just kind of is it, it, is it hamstrings the high the, screen at the three point line and I mean, there's not a lot of motion and, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's not a very modern college basketball offense. No, but again, you have this close ball game in the final thirty seconds and you can't seal the deal mm-hmm. um and that's been ben hallen's tenure in a nutshell they just these close games they can't finish if state wins out in non-conference they still have a, i believe four games remaining or maybe three uh, they would be nine and three and then you know in conference play can you be 12 and six i don't know if you can or not to be totally honest but I will say this. You just make your margin for error very, very it's, small. It's, it's very small. But here's another thing to me. One of the things I said going into this season was, to me, this team should never be a bubble team. They should be in the mix the whole time. Right now they're a bubble team. Yep. And so already they're underachieving to what I thought. Now they could go on a run. And a, a friend of mine, 
my buddy Brian McDuffie's like, you realize this is all set up for State to win out in non-conference, beat Arkansas, beat Missouri, and lose to Ole Miss by 20. Yes, that's going to happen. That's exactly – and I was like, McDuff. You're going to draw everyone back in. You nailed in. it. You're going to draw everybody back in. This is what Go happens. to Oxford, to a bad Ole Miss team. You who, get to the bottom of the barrel, and then you come right back up, and then right when there's the peak of everybody starting to get interested, yeah. okay, I'm back in. Yeah. You Boom, go, go lose. Ole Miss and lose. By the way, Ole Miss had to be reminded who their father was this weekend. Ricky Stan Ole still Stansberry. owns. He's still got it when it comes to beating Ole Miss. That's really unbelievable if you think about it. Not only is his record against them unbelievable, but the score of that game was that's not a good Western Kentucky team. Just they were five and four coming in, and they won by twenty three. Jeez Louise, Stansberry man, just let him coach every sport against Ole Miss (laughs) football. Even Ron Polk didn't own Ole Miss the way Rick Stansberry did. No, it's crazy. So tough, tough games, and now you've got Georgia State Tuesday night, Furman on Friday night. Friday night, 6 o'clock tip. Right. How many people are going to be at that game? Um, 2,500, maybe. Oh, that's high. I think it'll be that many. That's high. 6 o'clock? I think they can make it. 25. We'll see. We'll see. see. I mean, no students in town? Nobody, hardly anybody cares in this fan base about men's basketball or women's basketball anymore. Oh, you're right about that. I mean, I think people are just ready to transition to baseball. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But that first baseball I'll let game, Walker hear you. there might be 10,000 people at the first baseball game because they're just yeah, ready to Yeah, depends what the watch. weather's like, but yeah, you're right. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow's show, a lot more to talk about. It's time to start talking about Texas Tech a little bit. Uh, we're going to try to line up some interviews there and uh, talk about the uh, the Red Raiders and the Mississippi State Bulldogs and that matchup there, plus recruiting, recruiting, recruiting over the next couple of days as we go into signing day on December the 15th. Guys, have a great one. We'll be back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.